Look at this go, Zaki inside the 200 metre marker, a one act affair in the Durban Cup, it's a mile in front, they queue up the miners, Toffee Tongue, Brandon Berger, Toy, further back of Villiers, but Orkut Zaki won't get any more impressive than that, here's the star, Zaki is rocked in the Durban Cup. Welcome to Bris Vegas, our Queensland Racing Winter Carnival show, I'm your host Scoot and I'm joined by Tommy Turbo and John McLeod from Macbeth, how are you guys? Thanks. Good. Looks a magic day up in uh, Queensland at the moment, but uh, here, I tell you what, COVID lockdown here and uh, Dan Kelly, he was in uh, quite a mood. He was absolutely furious filming Bet Doctor. He was kicking the cat. He, he was absolutely filthy, but uh, no problems up there. Jamie Carr up to Brisbane and yeah, you've taken all the talent out of Melbourne and uh, it looks like an absolute cracking card up at Eagle Farm on Saturday. Tell toys that I'm going fishing, not this Sunday, next Sunday for four days while he's in lockdown. That'll be good for him. Oh, and how's about, uh, and Tommy Turbo's already put in a bit of a, uh, a holiday pass as well. I think he's got a fishing trip or a little holiday away. I tell you what, he must be uh, making a fair uh, earn on, on the punt. Tommy? Yeah, definitely not after last weekend. That was a, I think a lot of punters out there had a tough time and that was definitely me included. Mm, the punters that found Zaki, wow, it, uh, it looked like it run through a brick wall. There's some hot tempo early, and it just uh, careered away. All the rating skies are absolutely pulling themselves. What did you think of it, Johnny? Yeah, I, I think it just um, it, 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 it did go through to another another uh, level. That's for sure and certain. But um, I, the big thing out of the out of the win was prior to the race, a lot of the yard blokes, including myself. Um, we're just a little bit hesitant about it because it's winter coat had come through and we just didn't know whether it's toted turn to the, for the worse or the better and uh so a few blokes dropped off <laughs> especially after seeing it at the gold coast and then they've they've uh they've thrown the tickets in the air and bailed and i sort of joined them i sort of bailed out a little bit myself mm. sensational win and uh what where are you filming from today johnny it looks like you're it sounds like you're at Corumban wildlife sanctuary <laughs> Uh, no birds around. It's the back of the house. I've, 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 uh, I've detoured away from the park because I'm allowed back in the house. There's no uh, open house today, so I'm back here and just sitting around the back here. And there's the there's the back of the house over there. Gee, that's so I'm brown sitting down here. That's brown that's, enough that's to be. Oh, it's brown enough to be uh, the Yarra. I'm surprised. Peter Valandis calls uh, the Yarra the smelly brown river, and there's a bit of brown about that, but. Uh, a little bit of brown was in the back of my pants last week when uh, Emerald Kingdom, $81 into $21. I completely missed the early price, and then I forgot to back it. I had a bit of a brain fade on uh, Emerald Kingdom, but it popped back out to about $34 with Top Sport on the death, and wow, uh, it was a findable horse. I was just absolutely sick of myself. What did you think of uh, the win, Tommy? Oh, it was a very funny race in the end. Um, Garibaldi left a very sour taste in my mouth and a few others. He looked to be absolutely trucking there on the bend and just, I, he didn't really put in when Bossy asked. Um, they didn't go out very fast. They went out 1.3 lengths slow. Um, Nash on, I think it was Circoni and J-Mac on special reward. And they just kind of handed up and Look, nothing really chased. They came home 3.4 lengths slow that last 600. Um, in the stewards' report, um, Groundswell thumps, Sacconi saw front fetlocks, skins um, pulled up with mild heat stress. So a few had issues, and it was just a very, very weird race in the end. 
Mm, maybe got away with one. But um, something else we talked about, probably I think it was episode one of our Bris Vegas shows, was this issue about horses being allowed into the yard very late and not even parading whatsoever. This horse is public enemy number one up there, isn't it? Emerald Kingdom? Yep, uh, Emerald Kingdom. I don't even think he did a lap. I think he did half a lap and went straight out. And that was the um, the same with Skins. We'd, I don't even think I saw Skins. I'm not sure about Johnny, though. Yeah, I, I, I think it actually did a little bit more than it normally does. Skins, um, I think he went around a couple of times sort of thing. I'm not 100% sure about Emerald Kingdom. I, it sort of wasn't even in my my focus. I don't even know how you've done that, Scoot. You're a genius coming up with it. Well, I was I was so smart that I didn't back it. I saw the price go off, <laughs> and uh, I was I was too caught up in uh, the Lone Wolf stream and uh, a pretty busy week last week. And the, well, you know, I couldn't take twenty one after eighty one was given. I'd hope it it popped back out. And uh, I, I caught up for dinner with Nick Ashman on uh, Saturday night, and he found it. He took sixty to one uh, Emerald Kingdom, so it was findable. But uh, yeah, I'm not that smart, mate. I I didn't pull the trigger <laughs> and bet. I'm an absolute moron. But um, a horse I did back. Okay. I was talking to Robbie Heathcote yesterday about it. Uncle Robbie. And he said, yeah, he, he sort of said, he said, that's, it was, a, I had a little bit of a gift on the weekend. And, uh, and I said, you surely did, you know, just going forward out of the gates and just letting everyone else grab hold. Everyone, it was funny because everyone in the world thought there was a million miles of speed mm. on and they're going to go a hundred mile an hour. And, um, and Robbie just decided to say, okay, we'll just keep, we'll just go forward. That's its plan and keep going. And the rest of them, they all grabbed Backed hold. off. That can happen. You know, sometimes whenever all the talk about it, there's no speed or there's plenty of speed. Everyone listens. You know, they change. Everything changes. So you've got to have a plan B, that's for sure. Mm. It's the old, um, yeah, I guess we've spoken about it many, many times. Why would you give up tactics and why would you let the opposition? This is a competition. This is a race. Don't tell everyone what you're going to do pre-race. You've got to keep that up your sleeve. And um, a horse that showed no muster early, which was a surprise for it, was uh, was Bargain, a horse that uh, we launched into in the Roses. Uh, it was a pretty good run, but it was all too late, Johnny. Yeah, he, he just got himself in a little bit of trouble. I don't think he did too much wrong early in, early in the piece, but he got shuffled back. And then I think it was the winner that, that was on the fence and then pushed it, it three wide and... Then he had to sort of ease and let it go through, and I think the winner just showed a bit more turn of foot than than the, what the jock was thinking on the other one on on bargain, and uh, he pinched a break. Bargain wobbled on the corner, but then finished the race off really good. So you know, there's there's no complaints in the way the race was run. The speed was there. They didn't run home real quick. Everything was there to be won, mm. but just one horse showed more turn of foot on the corner, and the other one wobbled. So he just lost the plot on the corner and lost probably a couple of lengths, and that's what was the big difference. Mm, it's going to be a fascinating meeting with uh, some real trick shots coming out of that uh, that race day, so make sure you head around to uh, Mac Bet Racing and get some of their action. And uh, another guy that you tipped up oh, probably a month ago now was uh, Kyle Wilson-Taylor, KWT. How's he going? A little bit of an update there, Tommy? Yep, uh, he started riding in the metros, um, I think, two weeks ago now. He's had 16 runners for four winners, so he's, wow. yeah, he's riding pretty well. Um, you'd think he'd, there's a lot of claimers here that take a long time to get rid of their metro claim, but he'll be one that'll probably get rid of it pretty quick, especially when he goes forward on horses. He's just able to lift them off the ground um, late, kind of like a natural wheeler type style. 
Um, he does still have his chinks, though. Like, from wide draws, he can get a bit lost. He can't really bully his way into the field like he can in the provincials. These Metro jocks are a bit smarter than those, but um, he'll improve with experience in that matter. Mm, still one to watch. So, yeah, if you've been uh, following the show, you've been uh, probably making a good little earn on his... Uh you know, it's wide, wide uh, venues that he's been uh, kicking home some winners. So, yeah, keep following uh, KWT. Uh, a big show today. It's uh, The guys are going to do the quaddy legs again. So uh, we've got Lucky here. We've got the Sires Produce and the Queensland Derby. We've got the Kingston Smith Cup and the Helen Coglin Stakes for fillies and mares. But uh, this show is brought to you by punningform.com.au. They're Australia's best online form database. They're used by the big syndicates. And the sectional pro form's just been upgraded Fantastic stuff there. You've got lanes and barrier data that's brand new to the market, and you've also got jockey and trainer combos. So they've uh, opened up more of the vault there at uh, Punning Form, so make sure you check out their Pro Form subscriptions for around $297 per month. It uh, will definitely give you the winning edge. We'll take a little bit of a break, and we'll, uh, we'll come back, and we'll preview the size produce. Welcome back to Bris Vegas, our Queensland Winter Carnival show. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm joined by the Windsor Weasel, Tommy Hinjack, and Johnny McLeod, the boys from MacBet. And it's time to look at the quaddy legs. Going to start with the size produce stakes. We've got odds courtesy of Top Sport on the screen now. Prince of Boom, the Robbie Heathcote uh, two-year-old here, uh, is $4.20 favourite. We've got Ranch Hand, $7. Port Louis, $8. And Converge, $10. These Southern Raiders are now starting to, uh, yeah, head north and stake claim against this uh, boom, this Prince of Boom, boom horse from the, the Robbie Heathcote yard. He always seems to just find himself uh, a horse. He had Rothfire, uh, he's a trainer of buffering. He's always got a good one in his stable. And we're going to have a look at his last start win. And Tommy Henjack will talk us through the race. Yeah, as you said, Scoot, Robbie Heathcote, he seems to be... Um coming to life now at the right part of the year um that this was him in the orange cap just getting the suck run on the inside but um look you could say he had the dream run but he put him away pretty easily i thought in pretty good time um the big danger here on the weekend is the barrier um he's drawn 13 however heathcote runners i they do tend to run well at eagle farm so that's a big tick in his favor but i also think like a horse like ranch hand and tiger of malay um, they're going to be one in two pairs in front of him. I think they're just going to give him a perfect toe into the race. And I think he will be able to get down the outside with how I think the track's going to play. I think the jocks probably looking to get three to four lanes off. So they'll be coming down the middle. Mm. Waller's uh, notorious for taking a good two-year-old colt to the size and then on to the JJ Hatkins. Is that the clear danger ranch hand, you think? Yeah, I think Ranch Hand is a big danger. Obviously, he resumed there um, first up at the Gold Coast in a really fast run race. And J-Mac kind of had to cut the corner. He didn't have a lot of room and was stuck there on the inside. Um, got beaten by Subterranean, who we see again. But I think Prince of Boom's the better form line. Um, Waller's also got a horse here called Giannis. Now, he's a two-year-old colt as well. He was the short price. Well, he wasn't short price, but I think he was about a $4 favourite in that main mm. lead-up. Um, yeah, they just kept backing him and he was vetted pre-race behind the gates and look, they still weren't jumping off. He still kept firming. So he'll be an interesting watch. I think he'll be better onto a bigger track, but I think he's still a bit immature and probably one that Walla will end up spelling up here and look for him, um, later this year. Mm, there was a, uh, there was a horse that got heavily, heavily back last start. It was a 
it was a massive plunge. The horse is called Port Louis from the uh, the Mara Eustace Yard. I think it was uh, in a, a, what was it, a Canterbury and a Randwick um, sort of, it was a really Ooh. odd setup, actually. It was probably two starts ago. It was absolutely poleaxed uh, at Randwick and in the Champagne, and it was coming off a really awkward setup, over 1,200 at Canterbury, and I think uh, it's had a little bit of a pipe opener at Rose Hill in preparation for this, but uh, that was a runner that sort of piqued my interest until I saw your speed map, Tommy. This horse, Port Louis, is going to be miles back. Um, will it be run on, and what do you guys think about this horse? Yeah, I think he does have a little bit of speed, but just the gait in the five weeks off, whether they're looking for next start, is I think it will improve, but he definitely was a horse that caught my eye. You're right, he was um, backed off the map in that Champagne Stakes going from 1,200 to 1,600. I think a lot of um, form analysts out there were looking to get away from the main ones in the betting, which is why he kind of stood out and they really did come for him. And it was a big run on the day. It's just, as we've seen through the carnival um, so far, horses coming off breaks, um, it is very tricky to run up to your peak first up and they do improve big time second and third up for their grand finals mm. what about you johnny any thoughts there that hoof filler just worries me you know it's mm. got synthetic hoof filler on you know you know so it's got to have bad feet um that just really worries me where it's going to get to and you know he he turned him sideways to get clear the other day and mm. you know he, he dashed home you know it was a nice run it's just you know i, I my problem here is just all these gates you know you I'm sort of thinking maybe even Invincible Tears has got a little hope at good odds. I see Tom's got a pretty, he's got it lower than the market from what we've got it. And, um, so uh, it's got the right gait. You know, if they all get caught wide, these favoured horses, well, it's not hopeless. Mm, it's, a, it's a fascinating betting race and uh, you're getting a good price if you can find the winner. Let's have a look at a uh, maybe an easier race to find a winner is uh, race seven, the Queensland Derby, group one over 2,400 metres. Odds courtesy of Top Sport on the screen now. Explosive Jack, 290 to 270. Well, it's uh, look short to me. Senor Tobit, 550. Let's crack a deal, 850. And you're getting double digits about... Uh, all those others in the market. There's a couple of roughies, and uh, let's have a look at the last start uh, win of Explosive Jack. And uh, Johnny, talk us through this. It was um, he's, he's now run one th- three uh, derbies. Uh, oh yeah, this is Maranoa. This is the one in front, the yellow there. Now they've gone out really fast here. I think they went out about seven or eight lengths aver- uh, above average, and it's kicked on really strongly. I know a horse, the horse that's beat it, isn't that crash hot. And I think it might have been mm. about a fifty to one shot, but. But just uh, the way that it did it and running along really quickly, um, I don't think there's a, you know, if Sagacious comes out of the gates and doesn't want to lead, well, then um, Maranoa will cross it and get a better lead than what it did there, and it might give a good kick. I think you're sort of suggesting maybe Snitzel's over 2,400. Is that a real query? But um, And it could be. Um, but I, I love the Snitzels. I think you know, they could do anything. And, um, I think it's got a little chance at, at nice odds. If it gets left alone by Sagacious, if it's if Sagacious kicks up, well, then uh, it's a different story. Mm, many, uh, this it's regularly bred, this uh, this horse. It's uh, by Stitzel, out of faint perfume. Many people will remember that mare as well. But um, 
Well, Nick Noonan was in the office earlier and he uh, he was a bit worried uh, it might not run the trip, Johnny. 2,400 metres was a big query for Nico Noonan. So if you want the side action, if you want to uh, bet a slab of Little Birdie Lagers, make sure you get on uh, Twitter and, and slide into uh, Nico Noonan's uh, DMs because he thinks that Maranoa uh, struggled to run out the 2,000. So stepping up to 2,400 might be a chink there. Let's have a, let's have a look at now at uh, Explosive Jack winning the SA Derby. It, uh, he's won three derbies now. He, he's won Hobart. He's got the job done in Sydney. And he was emphatic there at uh, Morfittville last time. And he's absolutely put a space on let's crack a deal. And my only concern with this one, guys, is uh, can he get can the Mar Eustace team peak this horse again? Yeah, that's that's the real question about this one. It's, um, I you know, a couple of weeks ago or last week, I was sort of saying I was trying to give Senior Toba the one to beat because he's going to be strong at the finish. But just after going through everything, Explosive Jack is just a real genuine type of horse and um, he just doesn't let you down. Like mm. the other day, Let's Crack a Deal had a definite best chance of all times of knocking it off because um, Explosive Jack was three wide with no cover, got pushed four wide. You know, it might have been a little bit better out being out there a touch, but um let's crack a deal had it had to sit on it and he made no ground on explosive jack at all so he's just a genuine horse i think he's going to be probably you know three to four lengths in front of senior toba here and you're going to have a horse that's that's genuine can run the 2400 there's no chinks in its armor you'll keep going whereas senior toba's has done a few things wrong he's only had, you know he's only had couple of starts uh and he's he just got 20 gate he's going to have to probably go back to last and and um, make a decision on when he goes so i'm uh I'm, I'm swinging i'm swinging over to explosive jack and the only reason i was sort of saying maranoa is that if they don't go very fast that's the way that these two horses can get beaten um explosive mm. jack and uh and um senior toba so if they don't go fast i'm, I'm happy to have something on maranoa but if they go along pretty quickly, well, then I'm hoping that Explosive Jack can hold off uh, Senior Toba, and Senior Toba does a few little things wrong in the run. Mm. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting jockey switch. I, I'll, I'll have to get my yeah. sources to tell me what's going on. J-Mac off uh, Senior mm. Toba to ride Cucaracha, and uh, Huey Bowman goes on Senior Toba. So whether it's the owners or I, we'll have to do some more investigations into that, and if we can find out, we'll definitely tweet it out. But... I'm still in. Uh, I still think that Senior Toba can cause a uh, a boil over here. It was dead as a doornail last start, and it's just typical of Waller yeah. to peak them for the grand final. And maybe, just maybe, Explosive Jack might come to the end of his preparation, and uh, that's what I'll be doing. I'll be pulling his tail for sure. But uh, fascinating stuff. And yeah, Maranoa, trained by Gay Waterhouse. If anyone can. Uh, cause an upset it's definitely gay on the backup it's a it's a good little angle that you found johnny if he can run the 2400 i think he might be a rough chance where uh, yeah, we're gonna so t- going back going back to senior toba scoot is in his run two starts ago if you believe that those sectionals and believe what it did hmm. um it's got a hell of a lot better chance than what i have i've got it but what i've done is i've sort of started to go a bit uh, weak on that run just because the horse that runs second i think um, come out at Dooman the other day and didn't finish the race off at all. Mm. And the other horse was, it, it actually come out and won Achiever, but it rated a bit about about a length and a half lower than what it did in Senior Toba's race. Mm. 
Mm. So I'm just sort of thinking senior Tobas race is a little bit um, Chink, chinky. questionable. Yeah, mm. chinky, definitely. That's that's what I'm uh, I'm trying to sort of. Um, that's why I've got away from senior Tota, just because I've started to think that the, that second run or that second second last start is a chink in it. Mm. Make sure, uh, well, I think the big syndicates and the big players will find Explosive Jack for sure. It's got that 2,400-metre form. It's got a good jockey, good gait. So if you're, uh, there's just no reason to rush into uh, a horse like Senior Toba or many of these roughies or something outside the favourite. I think it's a, it's pretty obvious, pretty well found. Exclusive Jack, or oh, sorry, Explosive Jack. Maybe it's the one that's going to be keep on shortening. If you're betting this weekend, make sure you check out topsport.com.au. They're Australia's biggest bookie. And we're going to take a quick break and uh, we'll preview the, uh, the Kingsford Smith and the Helen Coglin just after this break. Welcome back to Bris Vegas. I'm your host, Scoot. This is our Queensland Winter Carnival show. Well, this is a halfway mark. This is uh, five of ten episodes down here, and I'm with uh, Tommy Turbo, the Windsor Weasel, and Johnny McLeod from MatBet. The boys been on fire. If you've been watching the show, you've been backing plenty of winners, and it's not going to stop. We're just going to keep crushing through until we get to Caloundra Cup Day. Here's the Kingswood Smith Market up on the screen now. It's a Group 1. It's a 1,300-metre race. There's not many 1,300-metre Group 1s. Should be more of them, I think. We've got uh, Savatiano, 5 into 390. Real real early push there. Gitra, $4.80. Trekking, eight fifty. Vega, $1.13. And Savatu-XL is $14. The replay that uh, Tommy Turbo is going to call up here is Vega 1 uh, behind Eduardo. So interesting to see what he says here. Yeah, I've chosen Vega 1. I think there's a bit of value here. Um, first of all, you've got the big jockey switch here. You've got Glenn Boss off with Magic Hands, Jamie Carr going on. Um, look, I didn't think this run was all too bad here in the Doombin 10,000. Um, they went really hard out in front. He was there on pace. He had to push to get out, and I really liked his work through the line, um, especially fighting back to go past a horse like Trekking who loomed like he was going to win and then just pop there um fourth up now i think he's ready to go the big concern for me with vega one though is the gate um and also the potential speed in the race however i think at the price um i think he's worth a worth a little each way play um the speed in the race looks to be jonker who's coming 63 days off with a setback and also the one you mentioned earlier sava 2 xl um who was the goodwood winner Look, I'm not thinking, it doesn't look like to be a whole lot of pace. I'll probably go at a moderate clip. So it probably does set up perfectly for a horse like Savatiano. Um, she's 35 days off. Similar configuration to what she saw in the Group 1 Canterbury Stakes, which is 1,300 metres. Um, they went a moderate clip there, and she was pretty strong home, um, defeating the likes of Mizzy, uh, Mask, Group, Mask Crusader, and Bivouac. Look, Bivouac didn't come up last preparation. Um, and it wasn't really a strong Group 1, but look, on paper, this doesn't really look like a strong Group 1 either. Mm. Yeah, it uh, definitely wasn't a vintage Goodwood, I would have thought, but um, I'm surprised with uh, Sava 2XL. I think uh, $14 is a slight over there. Uh, Gitra probably wasn't fit enough first up, and it's probably D-Day for him. Uh, it's an interesting uh, race, and I know I can remember last week Johnny McLeod was saying that uh, he wasn't too keen on any of the horses that finished behind Eduardo. Who's uh, is that still the case, Johnny? 
my oath. I uh, I got to go against Tommy. Uh, this is this is. I'll go down with the ship with Vega one if he wins. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just think that he's, you know, they they're they're bad chases. You know, trekking's going terrible, and and it's only just beaten it. And and even um, Arovian, he's more a miler, and he's he's come to the line better than it. So I uh, I, I think that race is the only horse that I could even contemplate. Um, backing for the future is is Arobian because it's going to get stronger as as it gets further so um but it just doesn't does look a, a setup race for Sabatiano while your map Tom it just seems to lob yeah. into the right position and you know it's they're going to have to come from behind it horses like trekking is not hitting the line Vega one I don't just don't think it's come up Gitra's got the bad gate where's it going to get to mm. uh you know we, we, yeah, as you said yeah, I wasn't sure where else to go in this race, honestly. Like, Gitras, I thought the resuming run, well, he probably wasn't fit enough, but I thought he was, he's got to improve a fair bit off that run. Um, he was coming off, I think he had bone chip surgery as well before the preparation started. So there's a big question mark on where he's at in his, um, in his racing life. And yeah, the wide gate doesn't make it any easier for him. What about um, the Sosie Bond? Yeah, Sosie Bond maps to get a really nice run as well. It's just whether, he can be as effective over 1,300 metres. He did have um, two really good runs at the start of this preparation over 1,400 metres, which does put him into calculations here. Mm, and uh, Victor M was one for the trial perps. It uh, it went like a Learjet in its barrier trial. Thoughts there? Yeah, Victorum, um, he, he's won a race up here at Eagle Farm in the carnival once upon a time, I think. Um, mm. Yep. He's coming off a really good run there. I think it was at Rose Hill where it was a big rails and run day. He was back and wide, hit the line hard with horses like Outback Barbie. Um, yeah, it's just the jockey is um, one of Johnny's favourites, Mark Duplessis. Um, <laughs> and look, the inside draw, I'm not sure how much of a positive that is for a horse like this who's going to get back in the run. Um, mm going to have to get a fair bit of luck i'm thinking but definitely in with a chance mm, fascinating fascinating market and race there let's uh let's have a look at the lucky last the helen coglin stakes we've got a sweet deal horse at johnny walter tipped up on bet doctor last start when it won 550 into five dollars we got liar and a theory 850 madame rouge nine dollars and exhilarates 950 this is a 1200 meter race for fillies and mares and the replay that we're going to call up here is Sweet Deal uh, in its win at Hawkesbury. It's in the uh, the blue and red, and it was a real workmanlike uh, victory, this. Really knuckled down. Johnny? Yeah, it's got the red sleeves and the red cap there, just bullocking its way out behind the yellow the yellow colours there, just come to the outside. You know, what it did early, she it just it did hold a little bit of a position early, and then it just got shuffled back and into a position that probably was... You know, it had to make up a lot of ground through a good sectional and just it attacked the line. You know, it's just running away from those other horses behind him in a sectional that it probably shouldn't have. You know, if it was able to just get the leader down, you'd say, nice win. But it was able to get away even further. So I think, um, you know, if he, if he tries to hold some sort of position here, Nash, um, mm. you know, I think it's going to be very hard to beat. And I think the $5 or 550 that's out there is huge odds. Mm, what price have you got it? Two dollars thirty. Wow. <laughs> so, oh. but I, you know, I, I'm playing here because I think there's an there's an opportunity to close up the you know close up shop. 
I think uh, Intrepidatious went really good at McDoomba the other day when they went 100 mile an hour and it dashed clear and got run down by Outback Barbies. But it was on the you know the better part of the track, Outback Barbie. And I think Intrepidatious will get a lovely run in front. So it's something around about the 10 to $12 mark you might be able to throw something on. Yeah. And the other one is Madame Rouge. I, I think it's, it's a horse that um, if she finds her right form, she's mm. one I want to save on. Uh, she's just a, she's a nice horse. And uh, I think from that inside gate, if the fence isn't as bad as what we're all thinking and if she can get away or they all start rocking and rolling out wide, well, she might be able to just uh, detour her way through it, and ping the lids and uh, chase Sweet Deal. But I, I just hope Sweet Deal just uh, just gets down and trepidatious and then holds off Madame Rouge. Mm. Johnny, I'm sorry, but uh, that last minute of whatever you've just said is a complete blur to me. I've heard you say $2.30, and I'm just finding my bookie, as uh, as Mug Punner says. Mate, if you've got something marked two thirty and the market's $5, I am robbing everyone. I'm going to snip Mark in the office, snip Nico Noon, and I'm going to just absolutely truckload this this thing. It'll come at the right time of the day, too. It's uh, late in the day, so... Uh, yeah, no mucking around there. So that's race nine at uh, Eagle Farm. Sweet deal. It sounds like the biggest push uh, on the show all day. Let's have a look at uh, a couple of the top sport big bets. These uh, these are the early bets that top sport have laid, and uh, they can pluck a winner, these uh, these early market movers. The first one is Eagle Farm at race one at number two, Grand Piano. It's been 21 into $10. Tiny little uh, two, oh, two, two scratchings there. Superium's 15 cents, and... Uh, so is uh, wonderful Riri. Any thoughts about Grand Piano? I think it's got a bad gate. It's going to get back in the field. Um, I'm just try, trying to remember race the horse mm. Yeah, it, it, I only just finished that race, and uh, I, I'm pretty sure it gets back in the field, so it'll need a little bit of luck. Mm. And I see uh, Frashenel, a horse that Johnny Walter liked in Sydney, has been scratched from Randwick to uh, to start in this one, and it's... It's been a short favourite there. It's been 310 into 245 with uh, Magic Hands, Jamie Carr, as Tommy Turbo mm. uh, calls it. I tell you what, uh, you might have to social distance from uh, Jamie Carr there, <laughs> uh, Tommy Turbo. Don't uh, don't leave over, lean over the fence there, big fella. <laughs> There's not a shadow of a doubt he will be doing uh, it. <laughs> I'm going to say something to her. I'm not sure what yet. <laughs> uh, the other uh, the other bet that we've got here is race seven number four Achiever in uh, in the Queensland Derby. So that's five hundred at eighteen, and that's now into four. What is it now into? Uh, it's still at eighteen dollars actually. Top Sport haven't moved the price there. Fluke's chance. Yeah, well, it'll, it's one of those horses that is going to probably sit up on the speed, and that's coming out of Senior Toba's race. Mm. It led that day, and Senior Toba got over the top of it and ran past it. So. I'm sort of half thinking that, that that race isn't as good as what um, what it you know, first looked. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, sweet deals definitely uh, the best bet from uh, Johnny McLeod. Any? Uh, what about you, Tommy Turbo? What's uh, what's the best way to play Saturday? Yeah, I'm probably gonna have a look at uh, not have a look. I'll have a bet on uh, Prince of Boom. And I think uh, race two, Superium, is a horse that I'm also going to chuck something on. Mm, Ryan Maloney in uh, the John Hawks yard. It, uh, as I said, it's been scratched for from race one, and it's a $3.60 chance with Top Sport in race two. So plenty of meat on the bone for the listeners at home. Make sure you uh, get a pen and paper and write these down. And uh, good luck on Eagle Farm on Saturday. If you want more of, uh, if you want race to race, 
of uh, Johnny's stuff. He does the three to five minute out video on all the uh, the action up there at Eagle Farm. So head to at MacBet Tips or MacBet Racing to get uh, all their insights. But uh, that's another week done and dusted, boys. Enjoy the sunshine. Enjoy the uh, the freedom up in Queensland. You guys are absolutely airborne and down in fresh hell, Melbourne. Me and DK will just soldier on for another week in lockdown. <laughs> oh, my God. There'll be oh. things thrown out, thrown out the window, I'd say, already. <laughs> oh, I think the final thing that DK said was, uh, thank God, he, oh, he's going out to the wine shop. I think he'll drink about seven bottles. or It'll be a bottle of wine a day just to get through the homeschooling, I think. So pray for uh, <laughs> pray for DK and hopefully he doesn't get uh, too many more scratchings and abandonments with his DK out wide sets. Big, uh, big thanks to our sponsors, topsport and punningform.com.au. Make sure you check out punningform. They've got the new uh, features on their database at the moment. And uh, make sure you follow us and uh, Bet Doctor, so Briz Vegas and Bet Doctor, for all your racing news each week on uh, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Little Birdie TV on YouTube. We'll see you next week.